And a very good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a Lyceum night. So that means the focus is on spiritualism and the practices thereof. Uh, I don't quite know how to introduce these two gentlemen because I've got a feeling it's going to be a very, very lively night, full of fun. <laughs> but I've got two wonderful gentlemen. I've had great pleasure of seeing work and attending workshops with as well. So starting with, I don't know which one to introduce first. <laughs> if we go alphabetically, Andy, Andy Ford. Andy is a uh, resident in, I can see it and I've forgotten it, Salisbury. That's the place. Yes. So uh, Andy has served many of the churches in the area and I have seen Andy's trance work as well and very impressed too by it. So Andy, a very good evening to you, sir. Thank you, Laurie. Nice to see you, mate. And then we have a gentleman who doesn't really need an introduction, but I will just in case you don't recognise him, because he is uh, Sean now. <laughs> he's, um, he's obviously been hanging around in the fields out there in Newton Abbott, and some farmers <laughs> grabbed him and shorn his head, finally. Mr Ricky Whitemore. Ricky, good evening, evening sir. I, I thought you were going to say when you are going to introduce everyone, it was going to be age before beauty. That's what I was expecting. But, well, that uh, was actually know, in my mind. And I thought, do. yeah, I've got to be so careful here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just... just, just <laughs> When my eyes go like that, that means Lawrence's brain is going about 50 to the dozen, thinking, uh, what are the implications of what you're about to say? <laughs> you, you could do it by hair mass. Yeah. <laughs> well, if we'd done it a couple of weeks ago, Ricky would have won the hands down. <laughs> you would have won literally down here, wouldn't it? It was. It was flowing locks. Anyway... <laughs> Moving on, oh, yeah. he says. Yes. I did warn you all, everybody, this is going to be a very long night. <laughs> it is not for people of a nervous disposition. Please, <laughs> please remove small children and tender animals from the vicinity. <laughs> My <Gentlemen>. grandmothers. <laughs> yeah, anybody. Gentlemen, good evening. It's so evening. nice. Uh, honestly, Thank that few minutes before Thank you for we having went on me air. On. Oh, awesome. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's a few minutes before we went on air. Absolutely lovely. Really wonderful. So, ladies and gentlemen who are listening and watching us out there tonight, uh, the whole idea, energy, and the essence and the intent of this evening is we've got two fine, upstanding, both evidential platform mediums and altered states mediums. So, if you have any questions, if you've got any stumbling blocks, you've got any sticking points in your development for either of these two schools of mediumship, please bring them forward to tonight because, you know, we are denied still access in real time to some of our great teachers and mentors. None of those were available tonight, so we've ended up with these two. But... <laughs> I don't mean that. I don't mean I respect Yes, he does. He does. He does. <laughs> Scraping the bottle of the cider barrel and say down here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, it, it, we've gone through this time and we are just slowly resurfacing now. And we've learned so much. And everybody has changed. This is one thing that I'm very, very aware of. Uh, everybody has changed. You know, we keep saying get back to normal, but... We can't because we're not that person. We can't jump back 
13, 14 months now to that person. We are the persons we are today. And I have noticed uh, with the advent of the online um, side of spiritualism that trance has had this big resurgence of late and also some really interesting uh, ideas put forward and premises, I'll be honest, I'd never heard of before, uh, as in spiritual assessments via trance mediumship. Now, I find that fascinating because it really does link in to the difference that I'm feeling and I've seen displayed by other uh, platform mediums that some of the communications coming through now that I'm seeing in the churches and centres have that essence of evidence, but it very quickly progresses on to a spiritual guidance coming through for the sitter. And I think that's amazing and actually not surprising when you think of it logically because spirit are here to help us and they are working in this new way. So, uh, gents, what's your thoughts on there? You fight it out for who speaks first. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, age before beauty goes for Ricky, but there you go. But there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, it seems I've got, since I started, I'll just, I'll say something then with Ricky, obviously, a handle. I mean, the fact to me, um, I love spiritual assessments because not only can they be done in trance, they can be done obviously doing the mediumistic side the you know through that side but through trance you know they'll they will not only touch on what i call the aspects of your spirituality your um, pathway <clears throat> but it may be aspects of your life as well that may need some form of um, help or guidance and sometimes this is not only just influenced by the guides that will come through it could be a member of the family. So if, if somebody's dad was, was, uh, was the one that they went to when they were looking for guidance, then dad is likely to step forward. And dad is then likely to help and guide as well with the additional support, obviously, of the spirit world. So, you know, I think the fact is it's important at the moment that people, especially in this, this, this weird time, are getting what they, they need, really. So, Ricky, would you add to that, mate? Yeah, I, I sort of, uh, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with what Andy says, actually. I, I, um, I've got it on my website, actually, that I do do sit-ins in trance, if that's what people want. Um, I, I find that, you know, going back in the day, we, we've got, uh, around this way, we've got a, a medium called Brenda Sawyer, and she's, uh, she's now 90, 91, 92. She'll still work the platform. Um, she's got the most amazing wealth of knowledge. Her husband... Tom was a uh, was a a um, I'm going to say psychic artist, but spirit artist, etc. And from a uh, from a, a sort of ever since I first started seeing her about 30 years ago, when she was in our church and she did our did the philosophy on a Sunday, um, her whole demeanour changed. She would stand up. Um, she would because she's only about five foot. She would actually grow in height a little bit. And her eyes would go, they would just glaze over and it was almost like her eyes were black. So you could tell straight away she was being um, being controlled. And whilst, not, whilst it's not trance, in a way it's a light form of trance. 
And the philosophy that came out was absolutely wonderful. It really was some of the stuff she came out with. Really sort of thought-provoking and in a way challenged everything, our thoughts on what the spirit world might be like and the reason why, you know, we're alive on this planet and we've got this fascination with the spirit world. Um, so it's, it was really sort of exciting times back then seeing her. And not only that, but all the other mediums that were like her of us sort of generations would also do a similar thing then when we move forward to sort of the modern times we sort of see a i sort of a i don't want to say a lacking quality but certainly not a depth of to the mediumship on both a a a, a mental or a physical level that depth doesn't seem to be there as much now um, and that's not a criticism of anyone or anything in particular it's probably more down to the teaching um, but I think we need to go back in a way and look at these mediums that we had in the past that really inspired us for whatever reason to learn from them and really bring their depth of knowledge forward. Because one thing they seem to have then is a the depth of knowledge of mediumship and a deeper connection, I feel, with their guides and helpers. And if we can do that, then I feel we're going to raise and raise all our own standards because, you know, we, we're never doesn't matter how good we think we are there's always room for improvement and raise our own standards to then be able to help other people because at the end of the day you know it's not about the medium it is about that sitter and the reason why they come to a church to a center for a reading or or whatever um so yeah so i i sort of believed in going back to come forward and actually move forward if that makes sense oh hugely and i agree you know, I'd, it still amazes me that we are more aware now of this link that we all have with everybody because of all these same thoughts that are keep rolling across this world. And I fully in agreement there with you, Ricky, and with you, Andy, as well, about, you know, I am not decrying an evidential message by any means. No, no, not at all. They have their place, they certainly have their power, <clears throat> they certainly have their healing ability, not only for the sitter, but for the spirit giving it also. I do not decry that. But we are at a time where we need something more than just to hear somebody's here and they love you. you That's know? true. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. definitely, definitely. I, I keep saying this, and I am not ashamed to say it. In 2019, I was seriously looking at my involvement with spiritualism because it was what I had deemed and called we were on the message go round. Everywhere, every night, every way, demonstration of mediumship, demonstration of mediumship, and with very, very little else. There were very little teachings, there were very little philosophy, there was very little underpinning knowledge. And it all it did to me, and I'm entitled to my opinion, and I'm going to stick to it, so there. So, <laughs> it's my show, if you don't like it, go away. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean that joke. It's, it's the energy of these two, I'm going to blame them. But yeah, <laughs> I, I do have a passion for philosophy. I absolutely adore philosophy. I have books from... 1876 to 2012 on the subject of philosophy and I love them all you know and we had an amazing evening with Ewan Irving from the Arthur Conan Doyle Centre talking about the power of philosophy 
not only was that demonstrated in uh, the talk and the content of the talk, but the whole night just meshed together in this so subtle way, but it worked as a very, very powerful evening. Mm. And to me, we are all in need. Everybody is in need. We're all coming out again like rabbits are under the burrow, you know, blinking our eyes in the daylight once more. And we're in need of guidance. We're in need of help. We're in need of assistance. Yes, that truth that life goes on or life does not stop, it may change, but it never stops, is so beautiful. As first step, once you once you acknowledge that, once you get that cinching piece of evidence from a medium that is going to give you details or descriptions of somebody who you thought lost to you but are still existing, still living in a altered state, what does that mean to you? You know, because that's a process we're all going to go through. Yeah. And this is what spirit, in my book, my understanding, that spirit saying, you know, this carrot and here you go. Here's a bit of truth. What are you going to do with it? You know, and we we did develop this uh, preponderancy of just sitting back and waiting for the spirit world to startle us with even more evidence about somebody who passed over. And then next week, we'd want even better evidence that they passed mm-hmm. over. And then the week after, they want even better still evidence of what they pass over. But the underlying message, the underlying truth, the underlying value to us as uh, spirits here in this physical world was getting marred and lost in a lot of cases. It was just all about the message. So, yeah, no surprise to me that uh, at this time, one of the branches of mediumship, which comes in many, many guises, is this trance, because you're getting that pure communication. You are getting that truth from one of the schools of thoughts in spirit. So help us live this life, you know, to walk this path gently. I think I'll get off thing... my soapbox. Right. I would say the other thing. <laughs> I would say um, <laughs> that's it. We've got to go now. We've run out of time, have we? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I well, know you wouldn't expect me to be anything else to you, would you? Really? You know. But the other thing is, mate. You know, the other thing is going to say within the old states. You know, and I I know this. This also occurs when people are, are doing the other style of sittings as well. That the beauty of it not, not only is, is the advice coming, but the sitter is now feeling the presence themselves mm. of the loved one and yeah. it's almost like it's making it so much more heartfelt it, you know it really is touching their soul their own spirit with that with that feeling as well as what has been said yeah that, that's very true and actually getting back to going to developing talking about developing mediums as well you know um uh, and again this is no respect to anyone out there that teaches mediumship but I will say to any developing medium, forget about de- de- forget about developing for clairvoyance. Forget about de- sit, sit for trance. Develop for trance. Sit in the energy. Sit in the keep sitting in the energy. All all I ever did for years was I sat in the energy, and then one day I never given a message before, and then one day the medium didn't turn up, and I walked into the church, and the president of the church at the time said to me, "Right, medium hasn't turned up. Get up and do your demonstration." Because I was in like ripped jeans, uh, scruffy old T-shirt, you know. I, I had short hair then, but it was all like that. <laughs> um, and, well, and so I got the normal, then, Becky. Yeah. The normal. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
um, but I got up and I got up and I did it and um, you know and if you develop yourself as a trance medium or just by sitting in that wonderful energy the spirit world and let your guides and your inspirers lead you in the direction that you're meant to go in rather than being told by someone you're going to be a medium you're going to be a healer you're going to be this you're going to be that you know let your guides teach you and then you will then if you just want to be a platform mental mediumship a medium and that's fine um but you'll have a real depth to it because you've learned by you've learned by sitting in the energy very true very and the philosophy true. will come with it will just come with it you don't know where, where it's, but it just comes with it so you've already got that armory in your in your um all that tool the tools in your toolbox really mm. yeah no very true <clears throat> mary dixie points out here and it tags in very nicely with what you just said not everyone is suitable for trance and that is very true yeah not everyone is suitable to be an evidential medium not everyone is suitable to be a healer of one uh disposition but they may be an excellent healer in another regard but this is it we need to find out instead of going uh, to workshops and things thinking oh i want to be this i want to be that actually find out for yourself what you what you can be i believe that gordon higginson when he used to do his his demonstrations and one of the things he used to say is he would go to somebody and somebody he would say oh the spirit world are telling me they have an interest in you now go and find out why yeah yeah you know yeah yeah, uh, uh, yeah absolutely and yeah. the other thing is yeah you know uh, you, you're right mm. not everyone is right for trance mediumship um but everyone can sit in the energy mm. everyone can prepare for trance mm. even if they're not even if it's not on their journey not on their life path to do it you can prepare for it and that will still improve your mental mediumship a lot more than if you're looking at photographs and getting messages from that or or doing flower readings, which is all wonderful, don't get me wrong. It's all great fun and psychometry and all that sort of thing. But sitting in the energy of the spirit world will prepare you for everything. It will give a depth to your mediumship and it will also give a depth to your philosophy as well. And while you're sitting, quite right with what Ricky says, you know, when you're sitting, not only, you know, sitting in your power to get to understand you as well, because that's very important to understand you and your own own energy, your own spirit, but actually get to a stage where you invite the guides into that energy mm. and you talk to them. Yeah. You sit down, and have a cup of coffee, a spiritual cup of coffee with them and have a little natter, you know, and as Ricky said, get the guidance from them. What is that? How, how, am I, how can I work with you? What do you suggest? You know, what do I want? What do you want? That sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. And don't forget that your guides know what's best for you. Mm. And more importantly, because you've got this pre-contract agreement before you come to the earth plane, um, your guides and your gatekeeper know exactly what you're capable of and exactly how far you can take it. And I bet you that they will know that you can probably take your mediumship onto a lot bigger or higher level than you have actually think you can do. Because at the end of the day, they've got faith in us. That's why all the Laurie's guides are now bald. <laughs> are, you, are you one of his guides, Andy? Oh, yeah, I am, you know it's yeah, that's right, yeah. Because from here, he, yeah, that's what he does. From where yeah. I am. yeah, that's what he does. So... <laughs> You must be his higher self. If I am, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he never listens. 
<laughs> I always said I know it's going to be my time to go back home because all my guys will be busy reincarnating. Going, Quick, <laughs> get out of here! He's coming. Uh, a word you use there, and um, it is a word that I've been uh, looking at greatly. It's the word medium and mediumship and our conceptions and it links in nicely as well about the trance medium you know if, if people would be saying oh well i can't do trance because maybe their preconception is that somebody is going to sit there and go into that altered state and will be talking in a totally different voice as you said about the example about uh, your platform medium there ricky the lady where you could see and sense that change. Yeah. That is trance. But to me, you know, sometimes when you're talking with somebody and just the conversation flows and you just keep finding the right words to say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you're carrying on. To me, that is trance. We got to you remember know. all all mediumship is a level of altered states. Yeah. So, you know, you are always in an altered state. It's just where you are in that altered state is depending on where you're working, really. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, the mm. thing is, every message you get, you're not just at one level. You know, every message you give, if you're on the platform, you're working through many different levels, yeah. right down yeah. from the psychic, right up to the spiritual, mm. and many levels within that level. So, yeah, so it's not a constant. Uh, it's not a constant. It's a, you know, it's fl it's always flowing. It's a fluid, but you're always going through many different levels all the time, from message to message as well. Yeah. And, you know, I think we... As we are again emerging and re-emerging here, I, I think we've. I always don't like doing what I call going back to 1.0 with things, going back to the absolute baseline, because it's really good. Because as we progress and as our knowledge base expands, it is very easy to forget, you know, people who've just come into the movement or maybe uh, dipped in, dipped out, whatever reason, are not as fully conversant as us and it can make trying to relay information difficult because we're working on that you know not in a big-headed way but that the unconscious i know it and i'm doing stuff but the people around are thinking what is he talking about what's going on here so this is why as i say this word mediumship i i do try and correct myself now when i say about mediumship i talk about evidential mediums mm. or healing mediums or trance medium, you know, to try and do away with that generic term of yeah. medium, because in the yeah. great public mm. eye, if you say the word medium, immediately you conjure up this image of somebody sitting on a platform saying, I've got your mother here, mm. but it's not, it's so much more. Well, well I, funny, funny, I, I just, just want to say, reply to that just quickly, sorry. Um, uh, so today my, my daughter, I uh, saw my daughter with three of her friends and they're sort of all fascinated in it. And one of them said, well, you know, about the medium, what is the medium? And I said, well, personally with me, I'm not a medium. My The medium is my soul, my spirit within. So when I work, I actually move into that energy and I allow the medium to take over because if I didn't do that, I don't think I'd be able to do it because if I win a prize in a drawer, uh, in a raffle, I quite often deny that I've won it because I don't want to get up in front of half a dozen people to get me prized. Yeah, yeah. 
And it actually, you know, if you want to be pedantic, and I have been accused of this quite often. So never, never. I know, I know, who'd have thought, eh? Anyway, moving on. <laughs> the actual word medium actually is the interface between two substances or states of being. Um, but as I say, within our movement and for people coming into our movement and people who are on the outside investigating our movement, you know, this word medium conjures up this fixed sort of image. And the one issue with that is if what they see does not translate to that image they've already created, the expectation is not met, and this is where the frustrations come in. We do have a question. Oh. And talk about peer pressure. Good evening, Jack, and good evening. <laughs> good evening, Tim. Oh. So, Andy. Oh, Hello, dear. Tim. Andy, you are in the spotlight from the Oh, yeah, I know, really. So he's saying, can I ask Andy a question, please? And in your opinion, what is the measure of quality? Right. It's, it's written chance after I think it means trance. Way. I think it's ah. like that. I think it's mostly one of these texty things, you know what I mean, good, where yeah, they change old, it. Good old spell checker. It really yes. Does yeah. <laughs> yes. See, yeah. Good job. I'm psychic. I understand these things. <laughs> um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, if we take on, I mean, if we take each one, then, you know, if you're talking about the measure of quality, then I think to start off with, I always say that the, the quality is definitely there to start off with when everybody can feel the presence of the spirit world. That's where it's got to start because it's almost like, you know, it, the, the spirit world is so close with us all that actually, you know, everybody and especially whoever the sitter is or the recipient can actually feel the presence of that person there. The other thing is then when you move on, if you're talking about um, trance, then actually I think, again, that when you've got the aspect of trance coming through and it comes through in a way, as you were saying earlier, that it what is being given is understood and is needed by the recipient, then that is the intelligence of the spirit world. Because they're not talking about something random, they're talking about something that means something to that person. And again, the same goes for when you've got the evidential, that when the, the actual person comes through, whether it's, you know, it's his dad, whoever, then actually, you know, we've also got to be open to that actually the, the, the evidence these days is going to be different because you've got mums or grandmothers over there with piercings and, you know, love of their Apple phones and things like that. So the medium has got to be open to a new wave of way of evidence that's coming that actually then I think within the evidential then leads into a, a beautiful story that the actual spirit want to tell that may have memories. It may have things that touch the person's soul. But this then also all of it leads into a message there is definitely something that is what what they say, what they need. Sometimes not always what they want, but it's always uplifting. They are never left down or anything like that. They always left with that upliftment and feeling of support. Very good. Yes, uh, and I do agree. It's a very difficult word to uh, try and quantify, quite frankly, from uh, my pedantic little yeah. brain, uh, the, the word quality, 
Mm. You know, it's uh, what is the quality. Some the other thing that... is, yeah, oh, sorry, I was going to say, what I was going to say is that, you know, some people say that, oh, the quality of trance is the fact of, oh, it must be better because it's deeper. Well, no, it, again, I think that, that it's a bit of a misconception. You know, it's a bit like, you know, the medium has to work at the right level with the me sorry with the with their guide to achieve the right end to what they're trying to do so the fact is that you know that there are some that yes will go deeper some might go lighter but that's the right place for them so we can say yeah, the quality is in what happens there at that place yeah yeah it's yeah. its ability to be able to connect with the needs of the people that need it you know for sake of argument um it, when you're in the trance state, if someone asks you a question, and and, and years ago, um, I can remember a question that was uh, was asked with a woman that uh, was raised a Catholic, and she wanted to, she was very much now drawn down the spiritualist sort of route. That was her core belief, but in her in her mind, she could never get that peace because of her upbringing to go down the pathway that she wanted to go down. Her upbringing kept telling her. No, spiritualism is wrong. It's the devil's work. It's all that sort of thing. You shouldn't be able to do it. And uh, in that case, it would be the ability to be able to give her the answer that she needs so that she can bring that peace into her life to be able to move forward. So if she asked that question, and this is where if she asked me now, I, I would hopefully give her an answer, but it would I wouldn't be sure. But answering in the trance state, you know, your guides, your helpers, they will know exactly what how what to give her to allow her to be able to move on because you know I also believe there would have been some form of rapport between uh, my guides and her guides at that time as well so that you get that greater depth of an understanding of what she's going through to be able to help her to move on so in that case if you then started to rather talk about her her situation specifically you then actually go off on a tangent and talk about say for sake of argument something that you would do in hinduism which isn't really relevant to her situation and that's purely an example then actually you've not reached that quality because she'd be going away thinking well actually i'm none the wiser in fact actually i might be worse than what i was before i asked the question so i think it's the ability to be able to meet the needs of those that need it yeah, I mean, as Ricky said, you know, we got to remember we're dealing with, with intelligence. You know, that's what we're. You know, they they are they are they are alive. You know, they've they've got this intelligence, and the fact is, often I find, especially when you know you're doing your 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 transiting, that often the spirit world have actually answered their question ahead of them asking it because they already know what it is. Mm. You know, they're already one step ahead of all of us. You know, so if you give them the space. And he gave them the the opportunity. Then they will do exactly what Ricky said. And um, obviously, you know, not only will they give the, that answer that they're looking for, they will expand and give you know even more, really. And I love the intelligence when it's shown in that way. Yeah, usually, absolutely. usually. Mm. For me, with the quality, I've got a lovely example here at Paul the other week. Uh, we had a very good demonstration of evidential mediumship. There was a communication there of a mother to the daughter. Very good description, uh, evidence of the personality and of the physical composition when she was on earth. 
received, received, received. One thing was said. She just went, oh, lemon meringue pie. <laughs> this lady's face lit up. And you could feel mum there. Mm. You know, and that is it's as simple yeah. as that. Mm. You know, and that turned from an evidential me message into something more, something mm. of a healing nature, something mm. of, uh, and as I said, for me, that is quality of mediumship mm. because it was unsung yeah. by the medium yeah. of mind. Mm. And it was just that one thing because it, it was mum's speciality dish. And, you know, when we lose people, it's like, oh, we'll never get a cake made by mum mm. again. So, yeah, to me, mm. that's quality mm. because to any anybody else thinking, and... But to that one person, that meant the world, yeah. the absolute world. Yeah, you, you know, you know, my, my mother once said that she was on the platform once and she had to come to this woman and she said to this woman, I've got your father here and your father, I just, all I've got for you is a colour blue. And she waited for the rest of the message, nothing else happened. And she said to this woman, I'm really sorry, but I've got to give you the colour blue. I'm not getting anything else. I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to move on to someone else. Um, and she did. So she moved on to someone else. And afterwards, the woman came up to her and said that she'd had a conversation with her father before he had passed. And he said to her, if there is really life after death, I will come back to you and I will give you the colour blue and absolutely nothing else. And that was it. Hmm. So I suppose in a way, getting back to a little bit to what Tim's question, what's the quality like? Well, in that case, she just gave the colour blue. But, you know, in my early days of mediumship, when I was, you know, uh, not as experienced as I am now, you know, would I at that point be thinking, right, I've given her the colour blue. Actually, I've got to go and give her more. But to give her more would have diluted the message, even though the message was just one word. Yeah. So it's about knowing when to stop mm. as well. That, no, I've given what I need to give and that's it. It's time to move on there. Yeah. I think it's aspects in that that I think, you know, you, you've mentioned the teaching before. It's it's the way that people are taught as well, because Absolutely. actually it, it, it's, you know, you've got this, this, this color blue in this, 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 in this energy of evidence. And when you look at it and interrogate it, you go, well, actually, there's nothing else in here. That's all I've got. And that's it, you know, but then again, there are other times when you've got pieces of evidence and you feel into this evidence and actually actually there's more to this i can get more depth that will give even more to it and it's actually getting people that are doing this to actually start to understand the energy aspect to understand the almost the manipulation of that to actually have a good route round you know to be nosy to go for that depth to look for the additional sort of little gems that will be within it so that you you can bring out for the the person you know very much so. Lovely comment here from Phil Shaw. Uh, having been mentored by Gordon Higginson, Ursula Roberts, and taught trance with Ivy Northage, he's passionate about teaching traditional values and dis discipline so that we can use the power developed through trance in evidential mediumship. Most of my personal readings are now geared to spiritual guidance in trance, mm. and my guide will also give personal guidance via platform mediumship. Mm. Uh, it's just so interesting that we're hearing this coming in. 
you know, a hand on my heart in 2019 is somebody who said about spiritual guidance or assessment. I would be thinking, what are you talking about? I have no idea. But now we're seeing this spontaneous um, outpouring of it. Lovely Tim Abbott, who's in the room today, uh, saw his video from this morning. And part of that was about uh, trance assessment. And I just thought, this is really wonderful mm. because this is what we need. Mm. This is what we... I once heard a medium say this, and I, I agree with it, although some people may disagree, and that's fine. It's a free world, and that's why we love it. You know, um, when you were at school, if you went home and you were being bullied or whatever, you had a really big problem, and, you know, your guardian or parent just said, there, there, never mind, I love you. You know, why would they do that now when we're really struggling with things? You know, to get that message through, it's mm. wonderful, but there has to be more. Yeah. There has to be depth. There has to mm. be that. Assist. I always say our philosophies, our mediumship, our healing should be geared and enabled to helping every single body within the church or in the centre, wherever you carry out your crafts, to be able to walk out of that door and face the world that's outside and deal with it. Well, when, I mean, when, you, when you think about it, spiritualism is the most, and I don't really see it as a religion, but spiritualism is the most, for me, it's the most beautiful ideology that there is. You know, the fact that um, my sister died and we weren't, talking when she died and I've always had a lot of guilt over that but the fact that she's in the spirit world and I can get a message from her and communicate with her um, and I can heal the process that we have between us from both sides of life you know there's some a lot of beauty within that and what we've got to do or what we have to do is as mediums or spiritualists or whatever we perceive ourselves is to be able to get that beauty out in the mainstream and get away from the uh, the well. I, I had a delivery chat turn up to me the other day, and it was I had something that I'd ordered for Newton Abbott Spiritualist Church delivered to me here in my home, and he said, "Oh, we've all had a bet in the we've all had a ten pound bet in the office." And I said, "What about?" He said, "We've all had a bet that you know I'm coming." And I said, <laughs> "Well, you, I said, and, and what did you bet?" <laughs> oh, I bet you knew I was going to be here. Hence, you're here, and you're not normally. And I just said to him, I just said, it's potluck, mate. You've just lost your 10 quid. I wouldn't have a clue. And it's sort of getting away from to the mainstream and getting away from this idea that we're sort of gypsies on the end of a, on the end of a pier and actually get the beauty of our beliefs out there that life is eternal and we will all see our loved ones and our animals again at some point. Yeah. And it's Very a natural good. gift, isn't it? A natural ability. That's what we're Absolutely. talking about. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It is natural. It's one of the most natural processes mm. there is. I've mm. uh, got a little question, or yes, a question here from somebody on watching on YouTube, which came through worryingly before we'd gone live. So, uh, not, not police, is it? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 I sincerely hope we weren't live on YouTube. Oh, so do I. <laughs> I will go and check. <laughs> um, I meditate. I can't see or hear much, but I feel that my chakras have changed. It feels as though they are bigger and that there are less of them. Interesting. Mm. Huh. Um, uh, you know you know what? I, I used to sit in this circle years ago and... Um, 
uh, and I sat in the same circle for 10 years and we just meditated every every week we just sat in the energy and within this circle um, uh, uh, the, 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 my teacher or my circle leader would go to the chap next to me and you know he would be uh, swimming with dolphins and uh, then he would come to the, the the woman next to me and and she would be climbing mountains and then the next one would be talking to Cleopatra and then the next one was Cleopatra and you know we went all around like that and then he would come to me and he would say what did you get then I went uh well nothing he just must got any no I've got absolutely nothing literally I fell asleep and that was it nothing and it went like on like this for about three years and I was listening to everyone else thinking to myself well they're getting all this wonderful stuff why am I not getting anything um and anyway then it got to a point where I started making it up and he looked at me and he, he, he would sort of, he accepted it for a few weeks and he went on, but he knew, he knew. And in the end, he came to me and he said, he said, um, he asked me a question and I, you know, gave an accent and he said, rubbish. He said, for the last three weeks, you have told me the biggest load of rubbish I've ever heard in my life. He said, I might well have been in a Disneyland, a Disney film. Now tell me. What have you had for the last three weeks? <clears throat> I went, nothing. <laughs> but the point I'm trying to make is that, first of all, never worry about what anyone else gets if you're sitting in circle. It's completely irrelevant. Um, spirit will work with you in a way that they will work in. So now I know that with me at that time, they're always working on my sub subconscious. You know, I might not have visually seen anything, but I certainly felt emotions within that time. Sometimes I would be angry sometimes i would come back and i'd be quite light-headed you know every time it was a could quite be a different emotion as i was sitting within that energy but while you're in there you get perceptions of what might be happening while you're actually sat within that energy so you say you feel that your chakras has changed now first of all i would say keep it simple you know everything with this is simple try not to try not to complicate it i've heard mediums say in fact, someone said the other day, some woman was getting a problem with her house and someone said, you've got to open and close your chakras and then the problem will go away. I mean, honestly, what a load of rubbish. But um, keep, first of all, keep it very, very simple and realize that what's happening within there is that you yourself, you might not feel like you're getting anything, but you're getting so much on the subconscious that you don't know about and that you're developing, you're learning and you're growing and you've just at that time, you've just got to go with it, go with it. But just remember that your guides and your helpers are just a mere thought away. And if you're worried about things like this, keep sending out the thoughts, keep asking them. You will get the answers back. You might get the answers back in a way that you're not going to um, in a way you're not going to expect. But keep asking because you're always in control there with it, with it all. So. I just go with it, just accept it for what it is, appreciate it for what it is, and just just trust that your team, your spirit team, are doing what's best for you. Because when I when I look back now, actually thinking about it, if I had to mentally focus on stuff while I was in that meditation, I probably never would have stayed in that circle for as many years as I did. And it was 10 years that I was in there, um, all in all. So they worked with me in a way that was best for me. 
um, to get the most out of me, knowing that I'm quite limited in what I can do. <laughs> Hope that makes sense anyway. Yeah, it does. Thank you very much. As, uh, yeah. It's funny, isn't it? These Some of these um, teachings and thoughts that we hear in circles. I was once told after circle, you close your chakras down. And then one lady said, well, no, if you close your chakras down, you'll drop dead. I was just like, okay, carry on, everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll do what I need. I'll do what I but, need. Well, I mean, as Andy said just a minute ago, Andy said it's a natural, it's natural, you know, and he's so right. It is the most natural thing, you know, Mother Nature, it's the most natural thing there is. And so for something so natural and so beautiful, we have to keep it as simple as we possibly can and try not to overcomplicate it. That's I why our three do it all well. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get any simpler than us, mate. You really don't. No, you really don't. You got oohar, oohar, and right. poor blimey. Right, yeah. we, we, the answer lies in the soil, you know. Ah. <laughs> yeah. It is true. Right. I think yeah, the fact is, I think, you know, if, if there are things, as Ricky says, that you want to know or, or accept, then stick the, put the intent out there. Then have yeah. no expectations. You know, you can go yeah. in and sit and allow it to unfold in whatever way. And Ricky's quite right. The dancers may not come at that stage. They may come when you're least expecting it from something. You read something that somebody says, it jumps out at you, um, you know, but the answer will be brought to you. But it, again, it will be back to the answer you need, not possibly the one you want. What you want. Yeah, and that's <laughs> a problem. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and <laughs> again, we bring in that word expectation. Yes, because I yeah, think yeah, sometimes yeah. Uh, yeah. the initiate will have uh, too great an ex expectations. And, you know, we have this in our normal, everyday uh, physical life. You know, you go out for a meal and it wasn't as good as you thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. So you come away and you're not going to say much good about that restaurant or whatever because it hasn't made that level of our expectations mm -hmm. and quite often we see it when working in these esoteric fields uh you know i'm going to sit in circle and next week i'm going to be out there and doing what he does on the platform blah 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 and it doesn't transpire so then it's oh it's rubbish you know it's not working or the circle leader didn't know what they're talking about and it's sort of like well uh, actually <laughs> just, well, just another point of view <laughs> yeah it, but that's the trouble that's the world we live in isn't it is is the yeah. instantaneous world you know yeah. um you add water and then you're an instant medium you know and people don't want to actually put the effort and the and in the years into it you know um it is it is more it is a journey huge Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know what? Our mediumship development group starts up in a few weeks' time, um, and Good we. To hear, Ricky. Uh, and I, I said to, um, it's not me teaching it. It's Arisha, the vice president, and she's a you know wonderful medium herself. Um, and a great baker. I just, I just wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's a cat baker. Um, and I, I just went on there and I wrote this message, and basically I said to the message is right. If you're going to come to this circle. You're going to have to choose. First of all, you're going to have to join the church. Secondly, because it'll become a closed circle. Secondly, you're going to have to get involved in church activities. And you're going to have to really give and take, get in the flow of giving and taking, giving and taking, giving and taking. So it's not just about you. And if you're not prepared to buy into that philosophy, you're not welcome. And I actually put all that in there. And a couple of people messaged me and they said, that's really harsh. And I went, actually, it's not. Because when you think about it, 
I'm not a medium because of me. I'm a medium because of what I can do for other people, what I can hopefully do for other people, the comfort that I can bring to other people, and the fact that we hold other people's lives in our hands. And that within that sometimes four or five minute message, you can make a person's life or you can break it. And yeah. so these days, as the media, as mediums, we don't often go as far as our predecessors did. You know, we can't say, I'm a medium, I'm going to start developing. When you're a medium, that's actually when the hard work on the self-development actually really kicks in and continues because we've got to continue to to improve ourselves, to improve our mediumship, to be able to give the best for those that need it. Because if we don't, to me, it's a dereliction of duty. Yeah. And this day and age, because of what it is, then, you know, it goes, as, as Ricky says, you know, you, you not only got to sit about or think about, obviously, the sitter and everything like that. You've actually got to see where the law sees you as well. Mm. You need to understand what the law says about what you do because it has an opinion. I mean, Ethan, it has an opinion on trance because under the law, law does not recognize what they call the third person, which is the spirit world. So the medium is always accountable for whatever is said and done within that, that session. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And it, all, it does boil back to one of the basic disciplines of spiritualism, and that is about dedication. Um, yeah. I do like Ricky's idea of turning all your circle attendees into slave labor, you know, and out there knowing the law. And, uh, hats, hats off to you, Ricky. You've done something well, I've often thought of and I've dared to. So well, well done. the first thing that'll happen when they walk in next week is I'll give them paintbrushes and garden clippers <laughs> and things like that. <laughs> right, wax on, Let, wax yeah. off. <laughs> but joking aside, dedication uh, is so difficult. You know, we are all of a similar generation, although Andy is older than the two of us combined. But, uh, <laughs> but I look better on it. Really? <laughs> Try this side of the camera, love. Um, but when we attended circles, when we uh, had been invited into a closed circle, or not wanted to go into it, we were invited into a closed circle. I mean... We were all of a working age. Well, Ricky wouldn't know about this, but we were all working uh, <laughs> and out there with jobs. And, you know, you'd have a horrible day and you get in and it's November and it's raining mm -hmm. and you've had a real, you know, everybody has been at you all day. And you think, oh, the last thing I want to do is go to Circle. An hour later, there you are in Circle. Because yeah. you had that discipline and that dedication that you were letting down the circle as a whole because you know when you have a group of say seven people who sit regularly together you create that energy and when one is absent that is noticed on the others yeah um, I, I, I went to mexico to teach english for six months and i remember going <laughs> into my all right all right all right <laughs> I went into my circle leader and I said, I'm going off to Mexico to teach English for six months. You should have seen his face. And I, I tell you what, he looked at me and he said, he said, you will report to me. You will sit the exact time over there as we sit now. You will connect into our circle and you will report every week what you've got. 
Now, with me, it's quite easy. I never got anything. But I did it, and I had to do it because it's all about discipline. You know, discipline. I feel really bad today. I might not want to do it, but actually, I've got to do it. I've got to try and do it. Sometimes about the intent. Might not be able to do it, but it's about trying to do it. Yeah, I always remember true. that, um, as you said, the, I remember a story that Colin Fry said once that obviously that the circle was built for him, you know, but there's one of the actual um, rules was basically the doors will be closed and locked at a certain stage. Yeah. If you're late, yeah. you're not getting in. One night yeah. he was late. He was banging on the doors and windows, but they wouldn't let him in. <laughs> He but said it was right, irrelevant. Yeah. It, that was to look, you You are late, mate. You know, I'm yeah. sorry, maybe your circle, but the rules are there and we are honoring the spirit world. So you ain't getting in. Yeah. Very you know. true. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Question here from the lovely Sue Townsend. Does trance mediumship function at a higher frequency vibration when channeling philosophy, etc., from spirit guides and inspirers? Well, that's a good one. I'm going to say, you know, um, I always say it. You know, trance is to me. Trance is the is the is what we call the state of where I can get myself, my consciousness, our awareness out of the way to allow whoever is right to come and work with me and to talk. I mean, I'm not going to say they're they're higher faith, you know, higher vibration or or whatever. But the fact is. What I'm saying is that the, the right person will is working with me to come through, to give what is necessary and what is required. So as I said, you know, to me, it's it's the philosophy will be given by the correct person from the other side. And I don't I don't like to say they're a higher or lower frequency. I think basically yeah. they're just they are the right person for the right job that are, that are working with me. We're all a yeah. team. And in a team, to me, we're all equal. Yeah, 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 I agree. I mean, we talk about, um, uh, we, we talk, I, I do something called the seven levels of consciousness, which talks about the seven planes of the spirit world. And, and you say, it, well, we then, we're going on, first of all, I want to talk about the lower astral plane. And then we want to go up and we talk about what is the God essence, the God energy, the God spirit, however you perceive it to be. And we're going down from up. But the reality is, and then we say, well, we're increasing our, our vibration to move up from level four to level five but actually you know what the spirit world is all around us and all these levels are all around us and however you perceive heaven to uh, the spirit world or heaven if you perceive it to be heaven we don't go to heaven heaven is all around us so is it a higher frequency you know what? i don't really know but i will say to me it's pure it's a purer communication um i feel because you are within mental within mental mediumship you know sometimes you say like you're given a message and you get you're getting a no a no a no you know sometimes your mental mind will kick in and over sort of over, kick in and you're then trying to battle your mental mind to be able to then get back to the mediumistic part of you to allow you to give you that message whereas when you've got trance you haven't got that that sort of thing that will in a way knock your confidence so to me it's a, a sort of a purer way of of communicating if that makes sense I hope i've described that right i mean there are levels i mean within science of the vibrations that we go through that eventually get us to sleep and mediumship and trance are are within that vibrational field as you move through it as you go to sleep 
So again, the vibration, the frequency, if we call it frequency, then the frequency of us does change. Um, yeah. If it goes to a different, whether you call it higher, doesn't mean it's better. It just means you're moving to that right vibration to do that that piece of work that the spirit world want you to do at that level. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think, again, we, we are coming a little bit back into that field about expectations because mm. we as physical beings think the higher the better. You know, mm. we have been brought up in a culture of heaven and not heaven. Mm. Yeah. You know, so we've, we've always got this mental discipline. I think one of the best descriptions I ever heard was uh, a wonderful mentor of mine, Molly Clay, and she was uh, doing a trance demonstration <clears throat> and somebody had asked her inspirer about the different levels in spirit and his response and it always stuck in my mind because it made perfect sense he said you know you as material beings you need to see like floor one floor two floor three floor four and he said, and you conceive that each floor you go up, you are getting higher and better and closer to the source. He said, but I stand here and I look around and all I see is beauty. The fella stood next to me only sees despair and misery. But we are on the same level. Yeah, yeah, so, major. Yeah. Oh, I, I get that. I yeah. Really yeah. Get yeah. That. Yeah. It's about different levels of that cider barrel again, isn't it? I think. <laughs> <laughs> and how much you've drunk of it, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely Jamie Williamson. Gentlemen, do you think that the quality of philosophy and evidential mediumship is dependent on the medium's frame of reference and knowledge or not? Mm. I'd say, personally, I say no. Um, because, you know, um, I think, you know, people used to say, oh, the spirit world can only use what's in your in your brain, in your awareness. Well, actually, I think that's that's sort of um, sort of giving the spirit world not the credit for the intelligence they are. Because, you know, if you took the fact that within the blend of what we're doing, when they blend with us and they are in essence we are having this conversation and in all, you know can't we in the physical talk to people and talk to them and give them information that they don't know we can take you know and same with the spirit world they can they have got information that i don't know but they can they can still give it to me that i can give to somebody else because as long as you've got that blend and you're in that right place with that spirit friend, if we call them that, then they can give you that through your senses, through whatever. They can give the influence of what they want to say. And it will be something great, possibly, that you have no knowledge about at all. Um, you know, the, the beautiful thing I love about our movement is there is no right or wrong in this, only what's right for you. And so there I'm going to disagree with Andy completely. Um, well, not completely, actually, but I'm going to disagree with Andy. And, and my... My point of this is to post a different opinion. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 absolutely. And this is what it's all about. So, you know, I, I'm not going to say Andy's wrong, even though I know I'm right. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, joking aside, um, uh, I, I can remember my guy saying to me once I was getting in a bit of, bit of a rut and um, uh, and I was a bit, in fact, you know, a little bit like we've been in the last sort of 12 months, you know, stuck in the home a lot. And um, and I wasn't really doing much. I wasn't really experiencing life. And a message came through to me clear 
as day and he said the more that you've got the more you experience life the more we've got to work with from our side of life because we can use your experience to be able to bring through a communicator um and i've always believed and again this is my perception and you know whether i'm right or wrong or not time will tell um and i'm always open to change my perceptions but i've always believed in my experience that there is a communicate there is a um normally something that will that will um that i can relate to within either the the uh communicator or the receiver of the message there's normally something that we've got in there a past experience that we've got that will link me with that person or me with that person um and i can remember once saying um uh, to someone, I'll never get someone that died in a rock climbing accident because I'm scared of heights. And then, <laughs> funny enough, the next day, a young man came through, died in a rock climbing accident. Because I'm thinking, well, how did that happen? But the actual, the common denominator was that he died in Morocco. I spent a lot of time in Morocco and I married a Moroccan girl. So that was a common denominator. So I do actually agree with what Andy said. Uh, about that but I also think sometimes from the spirit side of life spirit he might have been drawn to me because he can say I can relate to Ricky because he spent time in Morocco he knows what it was like when I was spent my last days there so I can then pass that message on to his loved one whereas on the other side of things as well a soul might look at me and he might say, well, no, actually, I don't really relate to that medium, but I do relate to Andy because we've got a shared experience. So I'm going to give my message through Andy. So um, I, so I think it's a, you know, it is a double edged sword. I think that, yes, Andy is completely right with the intelligence of spirit. But also from our duty, we've got to experience life to its maximum potential so that the more we experience life, the more spirit of God can work with us is is how i see it now you can say a load of rubbish yeah. well, no, no, I, I, I think you know i think there's there's value in what you said you know i can understand that and but i think the other thing is that um i think also that on an energetic level sometimes you know even within this sort of our world there are people that really we meet and energetically for some part reason we just don't blend with them yeah yeah, yeah. you know and i think the same goes yeah, you know yeah. there, there are some yeah. you know in the spirit world there'll be energy you know it'll be on an energetic level again yeah i don't think energetically i could quite get across what i needed with them but with them that will work yeah, you yeah. know and i think you know energetically these things will you know need to be looked at as well yeah yeah, I, yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we, we yeah. don't know what's best for people, but the spirit no. world certainly do. They do. Yeah, mm. we will be brought the right people so that we can do the right job for the right person. You know? Yeah, exactly. I agree. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm. Indeed. And also from uh, a, a frame of reference for us in the physical world, if uh, we only spoke one language, we could only really adequately communicate with people who also only speak that language or understand it at least, if we spoke a variety of languages, it immediately opens up the school of people that we can interact and interrelate to. Um, so on that part with the mediumship, the more 
open you are to ideas. I do know the uh, phrasing, your toolbox. Is, you know, I just... I was once advised by a medium to just keep flicking through magazines and looking at the pictures to start storing that away at a later date that Spirit will be able to use that bit like a filing cabinet. But also, things have come through in mediumship that I have no prior knowledge of. I have no understanding of. I have no equation to it. Yet I was able to relate it in the sufficiently uh, good enough standard that the person understood it. So yeah. I think there's a big blend mm. of um, things. That I think sometimes we can overthink things. I think that's probably one of the mm. biggest hurdles to any uh, either establish or uh, initiate into evidential mediumship or trance mediumship. Uh, that overthinking things can actually sort of like pull us up a wee bit. There was a story about Albert Best, who, who was the gentleman that, who was the Irishman that lived up in Glasgow. And Albert Best was um, not only known for being a superb medium, but he was also Georgie Best's uncle, interestingly enough. And Albert once was doing a, a healing session, and this was witnessed. And they always say that, you know, bless him, they said he had this Irish-Glaswegian mixed to his, his accent because obviously the two of where he lived. And he said there was an Oriental lady that walked in for healing, his guide, while he was in trance, spoke to this lady in her own dialect. Yeah. And they that. said there's no way that, that that he knew that dialect, you know. So I think, yeah. again, it's down to the intelligence, the spirit world, knowing yeah. that, that, that Albert would allow that to happen, you know. Yeah. It's a bit like that when I walk in, when I work in Cornwall. <laughs> that, that's because of the cider you drink, mate, you know. <laughs> We got you got to get over the waft of pasties when you go That's down right, there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't mention cream tea. Cream on first. And um, just to verify and validate what we've just been talking about there, um, Tim Abbott is saying he's doing a demonstration in the country of Iceland. And he has no knowledge of the Icelandic language. And the grandmother from the spirit side of life was showing me an item that she owned and gave Tim the Icelandic name for that item, which the client understood fully. So how beautiful is that? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, amazing. That's because you know, amazing. people like Tim and yourselves, you've got to that stage where you just allow the spirit to talk. Yeah. You know, without trying to, to interpret it. it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You I always use, no restrictions. Yeah, I always use a nice example to sort of like quantify that. Is if spirit held up a fish here, you know, Ricky might say a cod, uh, Andy might say a salmon, you know, but at the end of it, it's fish. Yeah, like yeah. They held up a fish, despite your interpretation of that, and that one word might be that cinching piece of evidence, as it could be somebody's name or whatever. But, you know, we do do it. We try and interpret more. And it's just that fine balance between catching what is going through to allow it to flow, uh, but without catching it to then start to dissect it and cross-examine it before we pass it on. It was a very good question. Are you gentlemen all right for time here? Yeah, yeah right no, right. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I can, Ricky was I, We can stay all night, can't we, Andy? Oh, definitely. He yeah, looks no, worried now. 
Listen, we've had our first okay. workshop in 15 months here today, and it was an absolute joy to have people in, but I've just forgotten the clearing up you have to do afterwards. <laughs> and now some idiot has put the service on at 11 o'clock in the morning, so it's got to be done now. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> Rita, very good question. I love this. How do you recover and unwind post a trance session? We back to um, Ricky's um, cider again, but, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, I can say I think um, when I'm doing when I'm doing trance or whether I'm doing my my platform, my evidential mediumship, I'm always buzzing. I must say this is just for me. I'm always buzzing, I've, yeah. you know, with energy when I'm coming out. It's like oh, you know, it's and I know that you know sometimes you know we've got a bit of a a bit of a journey probably in a car back um i will make sure obviously that um which I, whatever i'm doing i'm i'm nicely grounded before i get my car you know but i still could be buzzing you know i could be buzzing and it's interesting because when i when i get back in the last thing i can or the, i cannot go and say oh, i'm going to go bed now i literally have to sit down with a cup of tea and actually watch something very most probably possibly a little bit of humor on the tv or something just to allow the wind down of the mind. So, you know, I'm not having anything greatly I have to concentrate on. It's just allowing me to wind myself down. And I need to give myself that space and that time. And often I need that space and that time on my own. I don't want people talking to me, asking questions. You know, when I get home, it's almost like, I want my little bubble. I just want to sit in it and just be in that energy and let myself just have that peace yeah yeah um th there was a time for me well, after i'd done a trance then that i'd be absolutely buzzing i'd have to go nightclubbing um literally because <laughs> of that energy um yeah. but then one one day a few years ago i was doing um a platform dam up in taunton and i wasn't feeling very well i, I was starting to come down with a cold but i, I went up and did it etc and then the next day I was doing a dem, uh, I think I was over in Dorset Way, um, and I was feeling even worse by that point. And, uh, and so I went there, I, I dosed up with the Beechams, I did the dem, I drove home, etc. I went to bed, and then the next day I was doing a trance dem down in Newquay. And I woke up the next day, and my throat was really sore, um, and I was feeling really ill. But it was a full house and I didn't want to let them go. So let them down. So I dosed myself up again. I drove down there and I walked in and I saw um, Dennis, who was who used to run Yuki Church back then. Um, and I just said to him, I said, look, Dennis, I said, my throat is so bad. I don't think I'm going to be able to do this tonight. But just to let you know, I will give it I will start it. And then uh, if it doesn't work, we're going to have to refund everyone their money. So just to, you know, just to warn you um so i did i went into trance and not only did i manage to do the demonstration and complete the demonstration but when i came out of the demonstration um all my cold my sore throat everything had completely gone literally it was like it had never happened um and so now i find that when i'm doing a, a trance demonstration i just the fact that i'm sat in the energy of the spirit world when i first used to do it um, and I first went into trance many, many years ago because my grandfather was a trance healer. Um, and I can remember when I used to come out of it, I used to cry. And the reason why I would cry was because of the beauty of what you're sat in. It's, it's just this most unbelievable 
peace. It's just amazing. And so now I find that when I'm doing a trance then, when I'm sat in that energy, I find it incredibly healing. Um, and so with me, when I come out, I'm just very relaxed now. In fact, sometimes a little bit too relaxed, um, etc. So I, I find I don't really have to do much. What I will do is if I've got a long drive home, then I've, obviously I might have a cup of coffee, actually, to make sure I'm not sleepy on the way back. But, you know, it's an incredible experience to be able to to be able to sit in the energy of the spirit world. Um, and I would say to anyone out there, um, you know, if anyone's doing a trance workshop, you know, if Tim's doing a trance workshop or Andy or, or anyone, you get the opportunity just to experience it even that once, then please experience it because you will find it a wonderful experience. Mm. You've yeah. got to remember that obviously that we're, we're all individuals as well. So yeah. the fact is that, you know, um, it, you know, the way we would possibly feel when we come out of trance all could be slightly different. So we're having to find out what is what works for us, you know. But Ricky's quite right, you know. the The experience of sat in that that energy with the spirit world, and you are sat with pure love, you know. They are the one place that you're going to get this absolute unconditional love from and support, yeah. you know. Yeah. And to sit in that, it's, it can touch your 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 spirit, your heart, your emotions. It really is quite a quite an experience, really. And then, yeah. of course, the shock is coming back to this world, you know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. People. Yeah. That's right, yeah. People. <laughs> actually, yeah. I'm, I am actually really struggling with that at this time. Yeah. Um, I've forgotten the luxury of the last 14 months of being able to put messages to one side from people and think, deal with that when I need to, or a comment, or... Is something you know a bit disparaging just deleting it and now actually i've got people in front of me and i've got to deal with it there and then and i'm finding that really hard yeah <laughs> I, you're getting i'm getting somebody real... to exercise the people yeah <laughs> so be gone real... people be gone <laughs> i really a real life mute button so i'm thinking they're getting a taser yeah. Yeah, so right. anyway <laughs> Uh, lovely comment here from Joan Thorne. I don't know if you know. Runs oh, I know highs, Joan. Yeah, yeah, she's an absolute mm. sweetie. Uh, runs High Spiritualist Church, and yeah, thank you, Joan, for sharing that. Bless your heart. Uh, pleasure that we can be there and uplift you. What it's comments. all about. Indeed, That's what it's all about. If we can touch one person when, whenever we're doing something, then we've, we've made a difference. Legally, yeah. I think you need to rephrase that, though. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just thinking that. Actually, the last time, the judge said to me, don't do it again. So yeah. just... <laughs> 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 oh, Tim, Tim, you're lovely oh. active tonight. Do you know what? I was going. I did cross my mind to ask Tim, but he and Jack absolutely so wonderfully uh, came up with the idea of last week's oh, uh, yes. Zoom meeting as mm. a financial support for the church, for which I'm ever ever indebted. And I thought I can't ask a guy two weeks on the trot. Yet yeah, here he is. So that's you absolutely see? There you wonderful. Go. <laughs> Do you guys think sitting in spiritual energy that Ricky speaks of can be addictive? Oh, I think it is. I really do. I think, you know, it to me that that essence of of as Ricky said, you know, touching on that pure love, that 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 feeling is such a buzz, you know. I you know, it is um it is it's is a pure drug. It really is. It gives you that high, you know, and to me the excitement of talking to people that are wide ranging that 
you know, that are still alive. They may not be in this this dimension or whatever you want to call it, but you're still talking to people that have had experiences, that are still having experiences, that have had amazing lives, um, you know, and sometimes I think they're more interested in some of the living I've actually found, you know. Yeah. And the fact is, I sometimes have to apologize if I'm demonstrating. If I start laughing, I said, I do apologize. You've got to remember, this is the first time I've heard this as well, you know. And I, I must admit, I do put out the thought when I demonstrate on my evidential stuff is, if it's possible, can you bring me some characters, please? Because there are people out there that have, you know, that in that world that have had such amazing lives, different lives. And I'm nosy. I want to find out about these people. Mm. Yeah. And I find that very much, very, very much, yeah, like, like a drug. It really energizes and it does, it does uplift me, you know. So yes, yeah, no, I, I, I do, and I, and also the thing is that there's some you've touched something magical that you want let, to let others know about that is there for them, that's available for them. I mean, yeah, I, I do, you know, I love being in that, in that energy and in that trance state. I just find it completely sitting at home here in the silence and the energy of the spirit world. I find it, you know, for me, it's just, it's just stimulating. It is absolutely amazing, but. I always get that. I grew up in a little village on the edge of Dartmoor, so nothing gives me greater pleasure than to, you know, on Dartmoor, you can traipse on Dartmoor and never see anyone for, like, hours on end. Uh, and there's nothing I'd better. I like being traipsing on Dartmoor and then sitting next to a river somewhere on Dartmoor where you've just got the sounds of nature there as well. So I find anything like that is addictive. And to me, it's a similar energy, that sort of thing, similar energy um, but even though that's beautiful, doesn't even begin to compare to sitting in the energy of the spirit world. Yeah. And again, it's that energy when you you bring through, you know, uh, the the spirit world, and they join you and the person. It's almost like you're all three there joined together yeah. within that beautiful energy. And as we said, you know, when they can feel their loved one as well like having that spiritual cuddle, you can feel how the emotion, how much that means to somebody, you know, really, it really is a, an upliftment that you can bring this experience for that person. Indeed. Yeah, indeed. Uh, and it, it just evolves, doesn't it, as well? Mm, yeah. yeah. I always remember my first sort of what I term as my true sort of spontaneous communication with the spirit world. And I became aware of somebody there and I asked a question and I got back an answer that did not come from my mindset. Mm. And I was just like, wow. Mm. And it just builds and grows from there because it was that was it was my evidence mm. that that response did not generate from my mind. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There mm. It came and I thought, oh, my goodness, I, I am communicating. How mm. awesome is this? Mm. Yeah. Lovely Pat Tweak. Uh, yeah. Got some nice questions coming in here tonight. Hello, Pat. Hello, Pat. So Pat's asking, in trance, how does it feel as you? I love that one. Oh, as as me, as they say, you as know. You. Um the the only way I can I explain it is that going for me, going into the trance, it's a bit like me moving myself to another room 
So I'm totally aware of me. You know what I mean is I'm I am so my my consciousness is is literally like gone into another room, allowing that room that I've just left for the spirit world to to be able to influence. I am still in a way part of it because obviously I'm still aware. So the energy I'm part of obviously building and keeping the energy there, but not the aim is not to be involved in the communication. Now there are times, obviously, because I'm a nosy devil, yeah. that I want to go and have a look, you know. But again, it's trying to build that, you know. You have to build that sort of um, control where you go, no, you can need. I need to keep out of it and let them get on with it, you know. And it may be something as you quite rightly say. They may be actually saying something that actually, in a way, that's not what you would agree with, but that's what they would say. But it is to me, it's a bit like that's how I feel as if I've just moved. In that in that way to another room, so I don't know how Ricky how it feels to Ricky. Well, when I when I first used to do it, I used to um, I I I would always see a silhouette, and it was almost like um, I'd step. Well, I had stepped to one side, but it was almost like I could see my own silhouette from the inside. It was quite a, an odd experience, first of all, but it was always it was always beautiful. Um, so, and I could actually see that myself as a silhouette, oddly enough, from the inside. Um, and I just sense this beautiful experience of peace. Um, but now, now when I do it, I, I'm not really aware of anything now. I just, I just go in and when I come back, there's always, there's always a lightness. I feel a lightness there. Um, uh, and I just feel, yeah, I just feel it's not, you know, you have those experiences sometimes and you just feel sort of pleasantly happy. And that's how I feel. I'm really peaceful. I'm really calm. And I just feel pleasantly happy. You know, the world's a better place and everything's going to be okay. Yeah, um, but I will say one thing, and Tim has just asked something quite interesting. Just looking yeah. down there, if I can bring it up, because this is a really valid point, And this is something that I was going to say. Um, you know, then if we all agree it can be addictive, can you sit in the company spirit too much? We still have a physical life. And, you know, absolutely, there is there is expression too much of a good thing. Mm. And I really do believe that. And there are some times when I'm working because with me, I'm all or nothing. I'm either doing it, you know, hours a day for weeks on end or I'm not doing anything at all. And sometimes you're in it constantly because it is a responsibility. And sometimes think, do you know what? I just want to go down the pub, watch a football and have a beer. You know, and I'm not a, not a big drinker. I don't drink much at all, hardly at all these days. Literally once in a blue moon. But yeah, a, a, absolutely. We we can never forget, as you know, as Tim says, there uh, we are spiritual beings living a physical lifestyle, and whilst we are here to help others, we've got to put our physical lifestyle first because we've got to have that experience. You're quite right. I think we can. It is addictive. You know, it is so much to me. It's so much more fun. And, you know, it's a bit like, oh, yes, you know, it's been in the, it uplifts me so much being in the, in the presence of the spirit to be able to work with the spirit world. And I know when I get to the stage when I've had, or I'm doing that too much, it's because the spirit world then come off, come along and tell me off. Will you go out and get a life? Will you go out and experience, I get yeah. told off by them because they're, they're, they're saying, hold on, you're doing this too much, you know. And I'm going, oh, I, I've already got to. You know, yes, yes, go out. You know, go out and have some of the earthly life as well. 
that yeah that that uh, suits my mindset there very much that yes when you do get into these states and I am not a trance me I sat for trance I used to get quite agitated that nothing was happening to the point of physical manifestations were going on and I could not get into what I deemed or understood as that trance state and I just sat there with my guides I went why can't I get this trance why can't I do it and he came back so quickly because you're too nosy and do you know what that actually took everything away because I just thought yeah it's true because the minute I feel them coming in I'm like what are you doing what are you what's, what's going on but Going back to you, uh, the question there with Tim and what you've just said. Yep. <clears throat> Again, we're going back on that premise, that understanding and knowledge that spirit is intelligence. Mm. So they're not actually going to let you sit too long. No. Uh, would be my understanding of mm. that. They would take you to a point of saying, okay, enough for today. Mm. Uh, and we've all experienced this, haven't we, as mediums, yeah. and just thought, so like spirits deserted me suddenly. They're not here. I can't yeah. feel them. I can't yeah. sense them. I can't, you know, what's going on? Yeah. Maybe that is yet another tool or a manifestation of this thing of saying, whoa, whoa, you know, bring your vibrations. You need to be mm. in the earth, not of the earth at this time. Mm. So, yeah. We do. We do need to bring that balance in. You're quite, quite right. You know, we do need the balance between actually living in the physical world however much you know we don't want to at times and the spirit world you know um and we have to, we have lessons and experiences that we have to have in the physical world yeah. so you know unfortunately we got to go out and do those and, and, and actually it's those experiences that will actually improve our our mediumship because as we sort of discussed yeah. earlier that you know every experiences we get every experience we go through gives us that opportunity to learn and to grow and it gives us then more that the spirit can work with us with because we've now got more experience of something um and you know the other thing as well is what i what i love about you know what we do is that sometimes um you know as, as i said i really believe we all learn from each other and sometimes we meet someone um uh, and i find this always happens when i'm really low when i'm fed up when i'm going to give it all up and then i meet someone that is so amazing and so wonderful but so humble with it and you just listen to their story and you think how on earth have you managed to get through that you are so amazing and for me it's sort of for then it's sort of that then rejuvenates me to be able to go and, and carry on so i think that we can learn and get and rejuvenate from those that we are we are sat in front of as well at times because there are i've met some amazing people through this some people that have just left me like absolutely blown away by their strength and their courage and how they've managed to get through certain situations in their life. And yet here they are, they're, they're still there really. Yeah. I mean, I get, I'm, I get that from talking, as you said, when you, when, when you talk to like-minded people, if we put it that way, you know, mm. because of you get that energetic buzz that starts to build, you know, um, and you know, it doesn't, I'm not being rude, but it doesn't, it doesn't quite happen with the muggles. You know, um, in my little Harry Potter world, I'm happy, you see, talking to these people. You know? 
and the people in the white coats come and get me now and again, but it's all right. But, you know, but it is, you know, and I think I get, you know, when I start talking about this sort of thing to people that are interested, you get that enthusiasm, that energy, and it does build and it re re-energizes your own batteries as well, you know. Very true. And I, I've said, and especially of this time, one of the consequences of uh, mm. all this isolation and segregation that's going on, you know, we, we are all different. There's hundreds of different versions of us out there. We mm. are mother, father, sister, brother, son, you know, whatever our relationship with all these different people. And they all have a version of us in that respect, in that understanding of mother, brother, sister, friend, enemy, doesn't matter what it is. But when we do resonate, when we do meet people on that spiritual side of us, it, it just brings in a whole new dimension. Uh, one of the things that I have learned, a really big lesson for me during this time, is the wonderful people that are out there that you can converse with about spiritual matters mm. and it just flows it may not mm. agree all the time but you always agree to disagree and that's fine uh some of them are in the room tonight I've got a quick mention here to the lovely craig morris who's ah. us. evening craig craig's evening. just on three days at pool um, he left Billy. Here. no it's just craig he left here at seven o'clock and it's half past eight so he's done pool to talk in an hour and a half so somebody ah. work out his average well that's not uh, yeah that's pretty good going no no he didn't he didn't it was a joke <laughs> <laughs> i was just about to say there's no problem because it was downhill <laughs> i always thought it takes an hour and a half just to get out of pool <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <Gosh>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah getting back to the uh topic there this is where uh, we have really missed our churches and centres because no matter what level of development we peg ourselves at, when we talk in that spiritual energy and that spiritual understanding with people of like minds, it's just this whole new level. It is it's that added depth that uh, we may sometimes miss with other people. Yeah. So, lovely Fiona Parry Dodd. And she's coming to me first, Ricky. So. Well, tell, tell her, just tell her, church tomorrow night, half past six. Haven't seen her since we reopened. <laughs> Not that we're desperate to rebuild our congregation. Yeah. We're just going to fight over them now. <laughs> so, meanwhile, meanwhile, back in the earth. <laughs> Do you believe, as I do, that spirit only take you at the pace and ability that you are ready for? No. No, I don't. I think they take you at a pace and ability that they know you're capable of. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's quite right, because the fact is that, you know, if we, you know, I think they give us those those that that nudge. It's a bit like a nice bit of carrot and stick to keep us moving forward. You know, and I think the fact is that, you know, we, I put out there, I want to break the boundaries. I want to push it even further, you know, which means that sometimes I want to, I mean, I'm, I want to be a little bit like that child that's trying to learn to walk that, you know, that they, they pull themselves up 
they might fall on their bum a couple of times, but they pull themselves up again, you know, and I feel as if that's what I want to do. I want to push it so that I can keep the expansion of my spiritual understandings, my, what I can do, always going forward in that. We're always discovering new things, you know? So I, I quite agree. I think, you know, that it's a bit like for me, they need to push me to that edge for me to keep going, to, to, to really expand and allow me to have those experiences but perhaps again perhaps we're talking about individuals perhaps that yeah, wouldn't yeah. work with somebody else they have to do it in different ways depending on what our needs are and what's best for us yeah i i think the thing is i've, I've known fiona for for uh many years now and um and in the time that i've known fiona i've, I've seen fiona um really grow and really come within herself and really blossom and it's been really beautiful to see um and i've been able to look at fiona and know that that she was capable of a lot more than what she initially probably thought she was capable of herself and now she believes it in herself and you know she does some you know some wonderful some she's got some wonderful gifts there and she's a wonderful medium herself um and you know i've been able to see that and spirit can also see that as well and I think sometimes we might think we're capable of going so far, but then spirit will look at us and think, actually, you know what? No, they can go a lot further than that. So spirit will be able to work with that. Um, and, you know, they, they know more about us than we know about ourselves. Um, so they will work with us in the way that's best for us to be able to take us as far as we possibly can. Brilliant, brilliant answers. I love yeah i love it when we can put things in a tangible understandable way and andy's allegory there about you know a toddler standing up falling on the bum standing up again mm. yeah love that yeah yeah, yeah. Really absolutely sort of definitely you, you hear things sometimes you know I'm, yeah i'm not quite sure uh but when you get it put like that you, you understand it you comprehend it and you can go forward uh, going back to a topic earlier on, are you gents all right for time? Yeah, we're fine. Is, um, yep, yep. It's got its own momentum tonight. I'm no, no, it, it, no. Right. It's, it, it's amazing. I've, I've put me. I've just about. Hang on a minute. Just, just one second, because um, um, I'm not saying we're being long, but um, but I've I've just put on my Christmas lights. <laughs> 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 from the backdrop i think laurie's got his christmas tree up so that's yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah just remember you're being paid per show not per hour okay. <laughs> but going back to one of the topics earlier on uh it's from phil shaw it's the same for me andy with philosophy in another room but when my guide wants to give personal guidance to a recipient, he blends more with my personality as he says it's preferable that both of us work in a semi-conscious yeah. participation. And why not? Again, it's, yeah. the, it's the intelligence, the spirit world. Yeah. I mean, the spirit world are going, this is the best way for us to work, to be able to achieve this for this person. And I think that's the thing. It's, you know, it, one size doesn't fit all. We shouldn't be creating clones. You know, what we should be doing is allowing the the ability to that person to work in, in conjunction with the other world to find out how it's supposed to be done for them. And how they again, and they will they they know what is best for whoever the recipient is, and how and what to get the information to them, so that it gives them 
that experience only exactly what they they need again. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we yeah. have to be individual as well because yeah. then you know we we all we're all like Marmite, aren't we? You know, some mm. people are uh, drawn to different mediums for whatever reason that mm. might be, and because of that, we we have to be individual. And whilst I'm not going to knock the SNU or anything like that, sometimes. Uh, a lot of the SNU train mediums always come out with the same stuff. And it's it's almost like you're indoctrinated into believing certain things. So they always speak about our pioneers and this and that. And I think we need to be more individual in our own way so that we can appeal to those that need it. Yeah, I think it can go for anybody or any organisation. Mm. Um it's always a double-edged sword, isn't it? I, I admire these organisations and bodies out there that yeah, are still um, standards into the way people present themselves when on a public platform, how they are and everything. And likewise, when you start telling people how to do things, because we, we've always been very much of an activist movement in spiritualism because we've got that anchorage, we've got that understanding and we get that empowerment to do stuff. So we naturally shrug and resist a bit. But, uh, yeah, there, there's so many questions coming in tonight. This is absolutely wonderful. Uh, I won't be hoovering the church tonight, everybody, so I think I'll be up at 6 o'clock tomorrow morning. <laughs> you can, you can, in the morning after you've done yours, you can pop down and do ours, because I was in there today and it needs a good whip round, I can tell you. Well, actually, going back to an earlier conversation mm. about your circle members, so, yeah, tomorrow I'm going to get my congregation right. You run around the hoover, you get the chairs out, and you can do that. <laughs> so that'd be lovely. <laughs> so Tim Abbott there just said, mediumship is a very important part of our lives, but it is just a part of our lives. And again, do you know what? That one word balance can be applied to absolutely every discipline. Uh, absolutely, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. It is if anything line. is out of balance, yeah. that's where errors and misunderstandings arise, whether it be in the etheric, the material, the spirit, the transcendental states. If there is an imbalance, the repercussions are felt as a whole. Yeah. Sue Townsend, have you met otherworldly cosmic beings during trance? I mean, personally, um, I haven't. Um, um, I know other people who have, and I know that um, that from what I've been told, that you know, that um, it's been fascinating because of the the evidence that they brought through themselves. But I've had no experience of it personally. I don't know if Ricky has. Um, no, I, I I haven't. But um, uh, there's a there's a chance medium I know down in um cornwall and uh I, do you know what i'm embarrassed to say I've, i can picture and i've known her for years but for life i've forgotten it i'm getting dreadful with names lately um but she basically when she um when she goes into trance she actually channels the chap richard who committed suicide with the manic street preachers and he talks a lot about elementals and uh and cosmic beings and things like that um now in that area of Cornwall, down near Camborne and all around the Lizard and and Penzance and and all around that, they're very much into that into that type of thing, and it goes down extremely well. I think in when we're doing it in spiritualist churches and things like that, if we start talking about elementals and things like that, 
a lot of lot of the congregation would say, well, what's he been smoking before he comes on? Um, so I'm a great believer that, um, you know, as we said earlier, our guides work with us in a way that's best to help other people. Then it's the same with trance. The, the people that we work with was in the trance state. We work with those that are best able to serve the community that we that we are within. So because of that, I personally haven't. But I know people that have. And also we've got Totnes down the road here. And I know someone there that actually does channel cosmic beings and and, and things like that. Um, and I think also as well, it's to do with our nature because I'm I'm quite grounded and I'm probably I'm probably too grounded at times to be able to channel someone from I think they call it the Palladians, I think. Yeah. Yeah, to, to, to channel something from that entity. Whereas there's other people that are are sort of not so grounded that would be perfect for channeling that that type of thing. So I haven't done it myself, no, but I've I've uh, I've seen other people do it, um, and I've ex I've experienced it, and it, it's in it's interesting. It's not it's not always my cup of tea, but it gets it gets back to the thing that there is no right or wrong in this, and y you know someone could be channeling. God themselves, I mean, God to me is a beautiful energy anyway, but someone could be channeling God or Jesus and actually, as long as the message getting across and someone's being helped by it, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter whether you're channeling someone that was in, in the spirit or someone that lived on Mars, as far as I'm concerned. It's all about, again, it's all about helping that person that needs to hear it for whatever reason. Yeah, and I suppose also, you know, if I if I have to say that, you know, there's got to be other intelligent life. Now, that intelligent life may be in our universe or may be in a different dimension. I don't know. Um, it's not something I said. It doesn't something I have ever really looked at. But I suppose there is more than there's got to be more intelligence out there. So that is quite quite possible. But like Ricky, I'm quite I suppose my focus has always been on communication with our guides and our our loved ones. And that's where my focus and that's where I love to be. So that's where I work. So other people, as Ricky said, they work in a different ways. Yeah. And again, as long as you're not harming anybody, but you know, the people are getting what they need from it. Then I think that's the important yeah. thing. Yeah. It's a little bit like past life progression, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, oh, I believe in, I believe in past lives. Good grief. Well, well exactly. I, mean, I, I believe in reincarnation, <laughs> yeah. but I've never, I've never done regression because I, for me, I think I've got, for me personally, I've got enough problems in this life without worrying about what problems I might have had because I was on the Titanic or something like that. You know, it's sort of, um, yeah. So, uh, I, so I believe in it, but I've never experienced it. Yeah. And actually to be sort of like devil's advocate tonight, um, we have these, again, expectations. Funny how that word's coming up a lot tonight, just because it's my word du jour. But, but anyway... When you start talking about cosmic beings, you know, you are going to be in a big division amongst people because you're going to get, oh, yeah, the wackies are out and everything. Oh, yeah, fine. Were they green? And, oh, you're going to get all that. Mm. Yet we've got to actually understand and accept and acknowledge that in our work as mediums, when we are communicating with the spirit world, we are communicating across dimensions. Mm. So for the cosmic beings, it's a very open book. 
Yes. Uh, if you if we communicate with spirit who exist in a different dimension to us, that is an undeniable truth. We can then not further discount that further communication from other dimensions is possible. Mm. Yeah. It is only our understanding and our preconceptions that will either allow or dismiss that from our thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, there's no, that was there's like no profound. Limits. It was, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, you yeah. Need, yeah, you need to have a light then in a darkened room now, Laurie. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and I do love the way uh, Ricky distanced himself by blaming on all the people from Devon who only speak to cosmic beings, and nobody from Cornwall would ever dare, would they? <laughs> that, that, that goes back to the scone issue as well, you know. Oh, please don't bring the scone. Oh, goodness me. We I had... mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, you know that Devon is God's own county, don't you? So... Um... <laughs> So, Craig Morris is asking on behalf of Billy Cook down there. Uh, some people say being spiritual is a way of life. To me, it's part of my life. What are your thoughts? I think yeah, it's quite right. Life. Yeah, so would I. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah. I always say that what, you know, being spiritual is part of me. Um, it, is, it, is, it is a life, a way of life for me. You know, it's, you know, people sometimes say, oh, it's a religion. No, it's, it's far bigger than that. You know, because of the aspect of my spiritual pathway is part of my life and part of my way forward. My the spirit of me is in me; it's part of me. You know, in it, it, it's the part that I that a lot of people don't connect to. And I think you know, once you connected to it, then you know, again, it's taking you forward within in your life. And those experiences are what makes the spirit grow. You know, in from that point of view, it really it gives you, I suppose, that buzz. Um, as I said, it's just not a way forward. It is, it, in a, it is an aspect, and I think sometimes that's an aspect that not everybody understands about us. If they meet us and don't understand our beliefs, it can be yeah, a bit you, of a problem. Yeah, yeah, you can be. You know, we, we've all we've all seen it, haven't we? When we we've worked at certain places that you know people will walk around draped in crystals and rainbow-coloured clothes and. Uh, etc et and go you know how spiritual am I but the reality is that that spirituality is, is part of us it's who we are and you know in, in my lifetime I've been very lucky because I've I've managed I've, I've met lots of people that I would describe as absolutely wonderful spiritual beings that will do anything to help anyone else but actually they don't have any belief uh, any spiritual beliefs or they might not believe in a god or or something like that so yeah, I think spirituality is is who you are, but it's also what you do as well, and um, and how you conduct yourself, and you know respect how you respect others, and how you treat others, and um, so yeah, no, absolutely, I, I would definitely say that. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree, and I think uh, some people say being spiritual is a way of life, but probably just a slight twist on that becoming spiritually is a way to a new aspect of your current mm. life yeah uh, and because it does all interrelate we do not exist in and with the balance energy as well you know we can't all sit there like that all day uh, by the riverside balancing pebble well we could give it a go but we're not going to get very far <laughs> um but if we can encompass that as part of our life we can say like ricky was saying earlier on today uh, oh, sounds great. 
going across Dartmoor with nobody around and sitting by a river. I would love that. I would absolutely love that. But I could not do that every day because no, exactly. the rigors yeah. of a physical life mm. upon me, which I need mm. to adhere to as well. And I think the yeah. other thing is the connection that you have, you know, when, when you're, when you're, you know, when you are demonstrating that, you know, you are connecting to the spirit world, you connecting to your own spirit and the spirit of the people in the room as well, you know, and it, it is that essence of that, that, you know, you, 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 that you cannot, but help to get to know your own spirit, be understanding that is, that is part of your life. It is who you are. Yes. I, I, do you know, I've got a question for you, for you um, Andy, if you don't mind. Um, I was asked this question today by one of my daughter's friends, um, uh, but I'll ask you to see what you, what you think. Um, is your higher self and your spirit the same thing? That's interesting because so I know that you know the teachings that say that you know it's 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 supposed to be above you. You see. But I think it's just it's it's just part of a connection within your spirit, your soul, that you can reach. It's all got to be part of the same thing, in my way of looking at it. Because if I can be in touch with my spirit, I can. There is there is knowledge and understanding within that within that spirit that I can go deeper into. People say that's the higher self. It's it it is just part to me. It's just an aspect of my soul. Mm. But that's the way I look at it. You know. Because it's 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 all connected. Yeah, I I I I sort of get that. But when she asked me, I I must admit I had to stop and think about it first of all. So I'd never thought about that one. Yeah. So it was, it was quite interesting. I was like, yeah. oh, no, let me think about this before I answer it. And yeah, I I sort of said the same the same thing really. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Because you are sorry, Roy, you come. No, carry on. No, I was going to say it's you know it's when we can look within to find the answers to those questions. And often I think if we give it the the, our spirit the space and the time we we can have internal guidance as much from our own spirit as we can from the spirits that have gone to the other world mm. it would depend as well upon what our definition of the higher self is it's the mm. higher self an individual personality that was we perceive it or is the higher self part of a bigger soul collective uh, and then the differential between our spirit and the higher self can, we can actually quantify that then because the higher self is this collective consciousness which may account for some of what we experience as past lives is not actually our life it is part of our higher group collective consciousness that we are picking up memories from them Yes, but possible. We are not doing reincarnation because because <laughs> Laurie loves it so much. We've been here for hours on it. Yeah, no. This time tomorrow night, I'm sat here. The congregation's gone home because they couldn't get in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> question from Mark Cassidy. Good evening, gentlemen. You haven't loaded this question at all, have you, Mark? No, not really. <laughs> Do you prefer the warmth and energy of a church to a Zoom meeting? To be honest with you, it it the way I mean, from the aspect of me working, it's it's still the same because you know I'm 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 blending with my friends from the other world, you know. And the fact is that when you got when you when you get a situation where even on Zoom 
the person is saying they can feel that that energy then you know that energy of that loved one then i think that's great do i prefer in person yes because i love a room full of people i love it to me it it i am connecting to the most way in a different way you know and i love i love the physical part of being with with people i also like i like the hugs as well which we can't get on zoom yeah you know? uh, yeah i'm I'm, you know? I'm with andy on that one i i i prefer it but the, the one thing that the that you know the pandemic has taught us is it's it's taught us i mean especially with with people like me I, i've got no i've no interest in computers in fact i got expelled from the computer group at school uh etc because i couldn't even switch Why? anything on let alone do oh. anything else <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, oh, okay. but but <laughs> what it's done is it's taught like old people like me or 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 should we say maturing people like me um it's what it's done is it's taught us to uh that there is another way um to get to people and I've, i spoke to down our way we've got a, we've got um uh, Stacy Spark down our way. Now she's got her own page, Learning Tarot, and every week she's interviewing different people. So she's had Tim on, she's had Billy on. Uh, I know she's she had you on, Lawrence, isn't she? Um, yeah, and she's she only had many. gets she only gets seven. Well, she had my mother on on Wednesday, um, but she only gets seven or eight people there. And she was saying to me that oh, well, only get should I continue? I only get this amount of people. And I, I said to her, you've got to carry on because you're reaching people that we can't reach. Mm. And the one thing about what's happened now with us being forced to do StreamYard and to do Zoom and things like that is we are getting to people that for whatever reason can't come into a church, can't come into the center. Um, I did a, a meditation for Torbay Mental Health Team on Monday, uh, Monday lunchtime and one of the ladies in there was in a wheelchair and she hasn't left her house in eight months. If there was no sort of Zoom or anything like that, yeah. you yeah. know, so she can connect with us and with spirit via this technology. So whilst I would prefer to be working in a, in a church or a centre in front of people, I think it's vitally important that these sorts of evenings carry on when all restrictions are lifted and we can go out on the road again. Yeah, I mean, you're quite right. And it's been great. It's been a great experience, obviously, to work with people, you know, in other countries, because obviously, you know, your mediumship has to adapt because of, you know, the information coming through is going to be could be slightly differently. But not only that, you know, like yourself, where you're put, you're actually creating like the the Zoom services and things like that. They're actually being experienced by countries that don't have churches. That within uh, their yeah, country really. they wouldn't have that experience but now because of this lockdown and this lovely access with their whatever technical aspect it is this is being brought to them and they are being made part of it you know they, they're having Absolutely. that experience and you you know and that's yeah. been brilliant from that point of view you know yeah yeah no, I, and they also say you can't teach an old dog new tricks well i've learned a few tricks recently we won't ask what they are, Ricky. <laughs> Just don't dangle a bone in front of me. <laughs> God's sake, don't say walkies. So, yeah. <laughs> um, 
do, do you know what? As uh, probably the soon-to-be ex-president of Paul Christian Spiritualist Church, by the time <laughs> I finish saying this, I I have found um, it challenging coming back into real life services in some places because it's and actually tim has written something here and i think he's picking up on the same sort of energy here so tim is saying here how do you guys think about the fact that over the last year there have been some mediums who have been very active for example through zoom and sadly, there have been some mediums who have done nothing, and there will be some mediums who will find it very challenging when the churches reopen because they have been stagnant for a year. Now, do you know what? This is all these things come together. Um, I have found going back out into serving churches of it sort of like the count has been reset to 2019. And because for my own personal growth and development, and I'm not being big headed, and people that know me know I do not have an ego, but I'm not the lorry that existed in December 2019. I'm the lorry of May 2021. And this is being reflected also in uh, our style of services here at Paul, um, that we haven't flipped back to... The, the industry standard without being disrespectful but you know we did have this industry standard of how a service is constructed it's it's much more liberal and i you know people have heard me say this before and again we, we're all entitled to our own beliefs our understandings we had one of the most amazing services that i have been in for a very very long time here at paul no disrespect to any other mediums that serve our church or anything, but it was the whole way that Spirit guided the service. The philosophy in the talk lasted for one hour service, 35 minutes. It was educational, it was inspiring, it was informative, it was engrossing and it was engaging. We had five minutes of meditation and then we had 20 minutes of messages, three out of the four were what we had been talking about earlier on, about the spiritual guidance for our lives. And I found that energy so invigorating, so different to the formulaic way that um, services were. Because, again, this is me personally, as the now ex-president. I've just had an email. <laughs> so, <laughs> bye, everybody. Um, <laughs> but, yeah... Yeah, and I, I get that, Tim. I really do get mm. that. And I really hope I've picked up on that energy as well that you're talking about there. So, before... I, 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 you know, I just just looking at that, I mean, I, you know, I, I know I know Tim and I, I greatly admire um, Tim for all that he's achieved, achieved within the spirit world. But I, I've been a sat that um, there. It, it, I, I don't like the way that the terminology in a way that has been like that for the simple reason that, I think it's all down to the individual and you know some people have carried the can and they've done a wonderful job promoting spirit throughout the lockdown but there are some people in that time that's just needed to step back and take a break oh yeah um yeah. and i mean you know i got the virus last march and then it took me months to get back on my feet 
then when I started getting back on my feet and I realized that I couldn't go on a 10 mile hike like I used to, I can barely walk to Tesco's and back. I just crashed mentally and got in a very deep, dark place. And I couldn't even face spirit or anything to do with spirit at that time. And I just needed a break. And I think, um, I think it's all, so I think it's all down to the individual. And I think where, where, where Tim is right. Yeah. Some people will have stepped back and they won't ever come back out again. Um, and, but we've all learned a lot about ourselves in this time and hopefully we've all grown from it. And I think, um, you know, those of us, those that are meant to be back out working again, will slowly start to come out and start working in our, our churches and centers again. But I, I, I think that, yeah, I think that some people have just had to have that time out really. Yeah. And I think spirit will in some cases actually make them take that time out for whatever reason as well so but I, but I know some some of the things what did actually get me back going again was actually listening to some of lives like this it sort of got me from being I've had enough I don't want anything to do with it anymore to it sort of sparked something within you know and it made me think actually you know what I've got to stop feeling sorry for myself and actually I've, I've got to start to pick myself up and start doing something again um, so slowly but surely I think and hopefully as you quite rightly said, I think I'm a different person to the one that went into yeah. uh, went into lockdown last year. And I, I have not had the pleasure yet of meeting Tim uh, in person, but certainly with our interactions, I feel very sure to say there is no um, intention there to cause upset or harm. It's just we, we can read one sentence, each mm. of us, and come up with a different meaning to it. But yeah... Tim made me cry once, you know. Oh, good old Tim. Yeah, yeah. Could, could you he, tell he me how, right. just in case right. I need to? <laughs> right, yeah. it, was, it, it was about 20 years ago. must have been about 20 years ago. And Tim was at Paynton Church at the time. Um, and there, I was in Paynton Church and there was me. And there was probably about 15 women. So it was just me, Tim, and about 15 women. And Tim did this meditation and it was just so amazing and it was so beautiful that when I come out, I bawled my eyes out. I couldn't stop crying and none of the women were crying at all. They were all just <laughs> sat there looking at me. I'm bawling my eyes out. And, of course, Tim said, it's all right. It's okay to cry. Let it out. He's going, let it out. But I, I at the end of the day, through, through the guidance and through the teaching, I touched the essence of spirit and it was beautiful. Yeah. I mean, going back to what we said, I mean, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, um, if somebody doesn't do something for a while, then it's going to take them a little bit while, you know, they'll be slightly rusty like anything else. You know, it's a bit like going back. People haven't been to the gym for a while. When they go back in again, their muscles need a little bit of a workout. I know that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it will take some people a little bit more time to get back into it. And not everybody has been, not everybody really links or loves technology anyway and i accept that uh, i mean for me I, I i've used the last well, the year and a bit um for embracing something that i've never used to this extent i've also you know used it to expand and opportunities for me for to practice my own development as well and that's where a lot of it i've been looking at this this year of looking at you know expanding my my uh, evidential my trance you know doing different things from that point of view, being able to do, yeah, experiencing the thing of doing services and demonstrations online, which all brings a new aspect 
to me it stretches me yeah but that's that's me um yeah. and some people it doesn't you know horses for courses so Very much you know so. yeah yeah and the, the advent of uh, this online experience of spiritualism and all its aspects is this new frontier mm-hmm. um and it is you, you can either disregard it put it to one side or you can actually embrace it uh, yeah. to, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest i would be quite happy with a cave in wales with a really good internet yeah yeah, yeah 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 and you know what i'd be happy as yeah. larry in there yeah, yeah. I, don't think, I don't think the welsh would like it but there you go yeah, <laughs> they're welsh so you can fend off the next six thousand comments <laughs> <laughs> And moving swiftly, swiftly to on. Yes. swiftly to Brixham. Brixham, yes, it is Brixham. I never and go Denham. to Lorry. Not saying you've been on a long time, but I've made a lemon and coconut cake and twenty raspberry muffins. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. Right. That's right. Yes. <laughs> there are so many things I think I could say to that, but you'd never be on air again. Well, I, I, <laughs> I Jan's only 20 minutes from me. I've just nipped down and got them. Oh, that's <laughs> right, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> Stephen Omega. Too many people skip the development of evidential mediumship and go straight to channeling aliens and ascended masters. If it comes through a proven evidential medium, it gives some validity. I'm so, so tired. <laughs> when it's not through an evidential medium, then it's hard to accept. Interesting, interesting mm. thought line there. Yeah, Thank well, it isn't. It isn't. It isn't. It depends on what you're into, really. If you're into that sort of thing, then it's it's not. People are going to accept it. If you're not, I think it gets down to what we said earlier. You know, if I was to channel an alien or an ascended master in your spiritualist church lawrence what are people how are people going to take it but if i do it in say viewed pagan society moot they're going to accept it they'll be like oh he's brilliant he's wonderful he's channeled he's channeled whoever um so again it all it's all down to the sort of the area that you're working in really i i think and and the people that you appeal to i think i would i would I would need to judge it on what is said. That's what how I would judge it, you know. Yeah. Um, Spot on. You know, yeah. And that would be my, my yardstick for that, yeah. 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 Uh, Serena, lovely Serena Schroeder. What can you say about feeling sick and not being able to move anymore during getting in a deeper trance? Sometimes it's very hard to come back. Serena has been on um, a few times before with us, and I believe from... Oh, I'm going to get the wrong country, and I'm going to get shouted at. This is a Welsh I've just upset, and I'm now just about to upset either Denmark or Sweden. I believe or both. Sweden. Or both, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this, again, just as a sideline, is part of the um, importance and the wonderful outreach that this online experience is uh, giving to people that they are able to access information and ask questions and learn things where they may be denied churches or centres in their own countries. But back to the question. Mm. So Serena, yes, I know Serena does um, work in the trance energy and I also know she encounters a few issues. So the, here she's saying about she feels sick when she's going into this trance energy and then finding it harder to come back. 
any thoughts or guidance on that? Yeah, well, um, uh, so I've experienced that myself. And uh, what I find is it was when you're experiencing a new energy, that's when you tend to feel sick. Um, so I've, I've had it over the years where things change within as I'm working and then you experience this new energy and it does it. It can make you sick and the feeling of being sick. And I've also had that experience where sometimes it will take a long time to come back. But one of the keys to doing trance is to make sure you relax into it and just to let go, uh, but also to feel safe and secure as well within that environment. And also work as symbiotically as you can with your guides and helpers. I, I can remember my grandfather many years ago, he used to go into trance and his guide White Eagle would come through and talk because he was a healer more than a medium, but he, his guide would talk. Um, and he often said that, you know, when he was when he was in trance, he felt he could never let go and that he was still aware of everything that's going on around him. So I can remember many years after that, because I went through a period where within my trance, I didn't feel anything. Then I went through a period of feeling sick like you did. And then I went through a period where I was quite aware. And I can remember Keith Hall popped in to um I can't remember where I saw him now. It might even have been at Newton Church, but he popped in and I thought, I'll ask Keith. So I asked Keith about it. And yeah, he just said, you know, you've just got to let go and you've just got to go with it and go with whatever it is. And don't put any don't put any expectations on anything. Just let it come naturally and just go with it. Sometimes when we're almost resisting it, we can get a feeling of sick of sickness. Um, but often it is about a change of energy. So I would say try and relax, try and just do it gently. And the other thing is, don't be hard on yourself. If you're coming out, sometimes it's a bit like when we said earlier about the about the meditating. You know, when when someone's on a, a wonderful journey and you hear that they're they're climbing mountains and swimming with dolphins, and you're sort of like, well, I'm not really getting anything type thing. You know, sometimes we just got to go with it, relax into it, trust and just go with what comes. And if you can relax into it, then I, I feel that you'll find it will become more natural process and that feeling of sickness, I think, will go. Yeah, it was quite, I quite agree with Ricky. The other thing is, I mean, yeah, just give yourself that space and that time. Don't rush it. Yeah. You know, and, it, you know, coming back out of trance is a personal journey it's 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 down to the individual what's right for them at that stage how long it will take them to come back don't expect oh last time i come back quicker this time oh i'm not coming back as quick allow that to unfold naturally i mean sometimes i get to the stage where i think oh i'm ready to now to come back and i can go back to normal but my eyes just went open they're like they're glued shut and it's like no i need to give myself that little bit more time don't rush it you know and i think the other thing is that you know I would say that if we're experiencing something like this, especially going in and feeling sick, then we should take our time to actually, again, sit with our guides, discuss it with, tell them you're experiencing this. Yeah. You know, is there something you can do to help me with this? Because I'm mm. feeling a bit sick, you know, it's, that's where it's affecting me and I'd rather it not. And they, they will find ways to adjust it. But it's almost like, again, it's this communication, I think, with them. Let them know so that they can help you so that you can get over this, you know, or you're not experiencing this, you know. It's teamwork again, yeah. Yeah, and also, also the final thing I would just say is, is perception as well because 
there's no obviously there's no time in the spirit world and the five minute demonstration of trance or sorry two hour demonstration of trance can feel like five minutes but sometimes our perception might be it's taken a long time to come yeah. back but the reality is is actually a very short space of time but it's how we're perceiving it it's true yeah yeah wonderful thank you gents very quickly, I just need to a couple of comments there that caused me a little bit of uh, a concern. Going back to Tim Abbott's statement there about um, this time in lockdown, just so everybody is on the same page and we all understand, uh, there is nothing being said there on any parity level between whether the fact that you did work or did not work during lockdown, because if you take the lockdown scenario away, you know, what would be the difference between a medium who worked in what were normal times of the time mm. only once a year and a medium who worked every week of that mm. year? So there is no disparity there. Everybody has done exactly what they needed to do yeah, absolutely. during that time. Yeah, for them, yeah. All right. Mm. So wonderful. Uh, lovely Phil Shaw said something here. I, I have never come across this, but I love it. And he's oh, it did, yes, yeah. There, there, there did used to be a uh, there because yeah. they used to they used to also sometimes go around have two mediums where there would be an evidential medium, and there would be a a gentleman or a lady that would do philosophy, and often the philosophy would be done in trance, um, and it was a bit like I don't know whether it got to the stage where the um, churches wouldn't pay for two mediums to turn up so it was cheaper to have one, I don't know um, but yeah, they would have the two in I have heard that, I've never experienced it but I have heard this yeah, of the past Yeah, the, the first service we did back at Newton Abbott when we reopened in April um, I did it with, with the Vice President um, Arisha and I did the philosophy in trance and she did the mediumship hmm. um, and it, it did actually, it worked very very well, uh, yeah it did work well I hope hope the audience found it interesting. Well, they came back the next week, so I suppose they did. But, um, but yeah, it, it did work well because then you've got the you've got that aspect, you know, you've got a double aspect really. And, um, you know, and it, it's important that we get a message over however way we can get it over in a way that it can be accepted. And some people would have really enjoyed the trance, but some people would have preferred the mediumship. And you know what? That's fine. It doesn't matter really. Um, yeah. As long as we're sort of meeting their needs on some level. Yeah. I can say, I, I must admit, there was one church that was, I have to say, it was an independent church um, that asked me to do the philosophy in trance. And then I did the evidential after it. So I did both. Yeah. Um, so, but of course, the end, I know there are restrictions in some organizations about that sort of thing. So, mm. yeah, yeah, that is sad. But it, I'm saying I never come across it. Uh, <laughs> last Wednesday, married couple, the gentleman did the address and the philosophy. And at the end, he had to pull himself back because he was going into full trance and he didn't wish to at that time. Yeah. But what he was talking about were trance writings that he had received through his guide. And then the wife uh, did the part of the evidential mediumship. So, yeah, mm. I think it's absolutely, uh, I love it. So mm. guess what you're going to see at Paul very soon, everybody. <laughs> I think that I think that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I do. I think that is really amazing. And again, with all these esoteric fields, some people will like it and some people will not. Yeah. 
However, if we, we, we can't, you know, we have a, a thing, don't we, within our movement that we tend to concentrate and focus and give all our energy sometimes to the negative statements, mm-hmm. the negative comments. And I know talking from my experience uh, as in now running a church and previous incarnations of people running the same church, a prime example, we had a an evening of um, one of the name mediums sell out 145 people in the church, every ticket gone, people wanted more tickets, couldn't do it, brilliant bouncy evening, three people didn't like it, and that was the topic of conversation afterwards. Yeah. And I, I'm sat there thinking, hang on, 142 people loved it. Mm. Why are we debating? Because these three people didn't like it. You know, mm. I'm not saying we should disregard it, but I was saying, again, I just feel I love all but this. It's what, all but it's what balance. we do. Yeah, it's what yeah. we do. Is it, I mean, uh, funny enough, myself and Tim, we did a combined talk on, on the psychology of mediumship, where we do exactly that within our mediumship. You know, we will we would go and do a demonstration. We might get one thing wrong, but there's a likelihood when we're going driving back, that's the bit that's going around our head. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think that's the time we do that not only with the mediumship, we do that in other aspects of life. You know, for some apparent reason, we focus on that, not on the good things. You know, the oh, I did that well. You know, or that went well. You know, it. it you know, it it seems to be a strange aspect of of our human brain, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I always say to to the upcoming mediums that all we can do is we can prepare the best way we possibly can for every situation, and you know, as long as we can finish each reading or each demonstration, and we can say I've honestly tried my best in that situation. Uh, when we do our review afterwards, then. I find that our best is always good enough. But as you you quite rightly say, there is always one that will be critical over something. And you know what? We we put ourselves up really to be shot at at times. And, you know, sometimes you have to take that criticism on the chin and learn from it or move on from it, really. I know many years ago when I did sit in a church committee, I know that um, um, it's funny because there was a lady who was quite critical of him. Uh, it was part of the committee. who was critical of a, a medium that turned up. And the reason she was critical is because she didn't get a message. The following year when he turned up, when she got the message, he was the best thing since sliced bread, you know. <laughs> but there you go. We can't hear you, Laurie. You've gone silent on us. Some people like that, you know. Because he's he's, tri- he's driven down. The- <laughs> he's driven down the bricks, and you get one of Jan's cakes. That's right, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> raspberry muffin. I'm going to have a treat at the moment. Um, yeah, two things very evident tonight. Absolutely wonderful. Uh, these lyceum-based nights is always such a brilliant energy that comes through it's always very passionate uh and that comes over extremely well on the online experience the other thing is ladies and gentlemen guess who the two guess who the three single mediums are in the room tonight the ones who've been on here all night talking <laughs> so, yeah. because it's saturday night the pubs are open we've got nothing better to do yeah. <laughs> what, what was that question a bit earlier about having a life <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
absolutely brilliant. You know what? And I love the conception for tonight was eluding me, as you will ver uh, verify, gents. I didn't con yeah. ca contact you till like Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. I knew there was something there, and I couldn't quite get to grips with it. And then suddenly it just fell into place, and you two appeared, and I was just like, yeah, that's it. That's what it needs to be. And people have stayed online throughout the two hours. Some have dipped in, some have come in late, some have gone. They've been asleep, up. mine, but they stayed on. <laughs> I know, yeah. We, we probably put a few into a coma. They've been in charge, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some of them are peaking, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we've had, again, uh, truly international and our peers in the room. And I love that. I do absolutely love that when uh, we have other working mediums of however our regard of their standard is immaterial but joining in with the discussion and really getting into it so yeah what a good night so thank you everybody thank next you next week yeah no we thank you for having us it's all right no, i haven't got back to you yet just wait no. <laughs> calm <laughs> No, so this is why you're single. You've got no social manners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that, that obvious? Oh, <laughs> Blatantly. We've hey, I, I, hey, I should be stood on Brixham, Brixham Arbour in a minute. I'll tell you that now. I'm heading down there. Oh, Plans yeah, right. Yeah. On the way, standing down there. Who says I don't have a life? <laughs> <laughs> Look, following the aroma of roasting raspberries. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky makes good money down there on Saturday yeah. night. You know about <laughs> well, well, I did, but I keep asking for refunds. <laughs> <laughs> right. Before we... Uh, oh, we're over, it's all right. We're past nine o'clock. We can get away with it now. Uh, next Saturday, we have Leonard Tatt uh, uh, giving us a, a talk. I'm looking forward to him. He's a columnist with the Psychic News, and he took one of our Zoom services, and a really very, very nice gentleman, which will make a nice change from tonight's... Well, I could say something normal then, really. So... <laughs> <laughs> so that's on 7 o'clock uh, next Saturday, the 29th. The following Saturday, we have something slightly different. So next Saturday will be another Spiritualism Lyceum night. The following Saturday will be our spiritual night, and again, do you know what? I don't, I, I, I don't run my life anymore. Just things happen, and I go, yeah, okay. We have got Andy, a gentleman, on from an organisation called the Veterans Hub, which is a very worthy charity down in Weymouth. They support veterans of all ages, races, genders. They do an absolutely exemplary and amazing job there in supporting all aspects of their lives, including holistic treatments. So it's going to be great to talk to um, Andy that night. And he, the only evening that we could organise is the eve of the commemoration of the D-Day landings. So wow. he's with us mm. on Saturday the 5th. Uh, so yeah, that's just when I realised the date, I thought oh, that's great. That just so blends in, and I'm, I, I love these evenings. I have they've been a huge support. Everybody out there has been very, very kind in saying how much they've enjoyed these nights. 
I have benefited not only in my change, my understandings of life in general, but actually for my own mental welfare, because without these evenings, I think I would be a very different person yet again to what I am. I often say, I, you know, if it wasn't for these evenings, I'd be on the church roof throwing tiles at people by now, because that's probably where I would be. So, yeah. Gents, brilliant. Jan, stop tormenting us with the cooking. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so what... <laughs> I think Jan and Arisha should have a bake-off. Mm. Yeah. I think they should. Mm. Yeah. Now, does she deliver? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, Arisha never brings any of it with us. So. Oh. Uh, so she could have just been Googling all these cakes and just mm. posting it on a time frame. Is yeah. That saying, Ricky? yeah. You, you need to add that. <laughs> Ricky, you need to add that to the church list of rules. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's all right, Andy. If she sits in one of his circles, it'll be that, you know. If you want I'm to sit in circles. Roads are like rock cakes, though, so we don't go there. <laughs> oh, brave. <laughs> so the week after, we will be having the commemoration service for Ricky Whitemore. <laughs> I've left you my Doctor Who videos. <laughs> <laughs> So thank you very much for the invitation to come and work at your church, Ricky. Um I'll decline. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get involved in a flan fight. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you so much. No, thank you. Much. You do realise that after tonight, Paul Church is sat here in a total state of disarray, and it's going to remain so all night now, because there is no way I'm getting the hoover out and going in and out. <laughs> it has to wait till the morning. Brilliant night. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your company, your humour, your knowledge. Uh, the levity has just been great in the room tonight. Thank you, everybody, who has been watching us and joining in and partaking of tonight. Uh, God bless you all. And we look forward to seeing you all again soon. So from Paul, good night. Good night. Good night, everyone. <laughs>